everyone, and welcome to another episode of Getting Hammered. I am your host, Mary Catherine Ham. I am extremely pregnant. I'm feeling a little ranty today. It's going to be a good time. I'm here with my co-host, Vic Mattis. As always, we are your morning show for any hour, especially happy hour, which is basically all the hours as I'm doing Christmas prep. Are there any unhappy hours? I'm coping. I'm coping. The, the, the march toward Christmas does require a lot of, a lot of prep. A lot of prep. And I'm not good at prep. I'm freaking out over here. How you doing, Vic? Hello, Mary Catherine. <laughs> I'm doing fine. Uh, I, same thing. Lots going on. Christmas cards, Christmas gift buying, the whole deal. And I'm trying my best to live the Advent, in the Advent spirit, right? To be in the Advent spirit. My daughter had from CCD, they give her a, I was going to say a ditto sheet, but no mm-hmm. one knows what that is anymore. Adorable. It's a, a ditto sheet of, a, it's like an Advent calendar. It's just, a, it's not the calendar that opens up with treats. It's right. just a calendar. And every day you're supposed to do something. So I'm trying to actually follow her calendar. Oh, that's nice. And so yesterday the advice was, I will eat more of what is good for me today and less of what is not. And thank God it was just one day. Because I don't think I can read. I, I don't think I have nuts so that, and grains. That does not include my, my diet of stuffed jalapenos and peppermint bark. Boy, that's fantastic. That's my diet right now. It's the breakfast of champions. Yeah. How, are, how are you? And also, how is your lip? Oh, yes. I bit my lip. It's <laughs> this, actually, is the kind of, this is the kind of content that you know listeners what? come to the show I bit for. my lip the other day. And now I must live in mortal fear of the time that I bite it again. Mm-hmm. I've been trying to be careful while eating my exquisite diet of peppermint bark, McDonald's fries and jalapeno peppers to, to keep it safe. Yeah. Thus far, I've succeeded. Now that I'm feeling very ranty on this show, I'm afraid I'm going to chomp down on it because while I'm gesticulating and talking yes, about... It's the furiousness that leads yes. to the lip biting. The yes. inst- because you're worked up about something and then... Well, and then what happens if I chomp it again? What happens? My speaking of Advent, my entire Advent season is off the off the board at that point. (laughs) Don't re-aggravate it. It's supposed to heal. Swollen lip for all the way through Christmas. No, thus far it is it is healing nicely. This is really my husband has a real sweet tooth, and this baby has induced like the need for candy. And the other day, so the other day I bit my lip while I was eating a stale gummy bear. That's Out of my child's of, Halloween bucket. Of, you know, I just picked up stuff from the Halloween bucket. They don't care anymore. But they don't. They actually they, 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 they lose cover track, it, yeah. and then they lose track, right? So you went yeah. for the gummy bear. You know what? I didn't know they were going to be stale. But once once I had committed, I had committed. That's the kind of person I am. And so I hate, I hate the stale gummy bears, and in doing so, injured myself. Wow. Yeah. The kids' <laughs> pediatrician used to always say not to worry about injuries to the mouth because it if you are sane. It will heal. That's what they say. Okay. If you have, a, if you are sane, it will. You know what that means. If well, I guess sane, I'll have a tell now. I guess we'll find out if you're sane or not. <laughs> what else is happening with you? Well, I went on Saturday to three Christmas outings, which for a third trimester, very late pregnant lady is a lot. Yeah, I go to zero. Whew! And I slept like I had run a marathon. So I went to a brunch with my lady friends. That was lovely. Very relaxed. Oh, good. And then I went to a an off an, basically an office party for my husband. Now the trick of this is that at 35, 36 weeks pregnant, getting dressed for an event is hard. I don't have anything that fits me. What did you go with? And yet I also do not want to look like I'm in a garbage bag. Like <laughs> a tent. Like yes, a tent. just a tent. 
And so, and I also have to attend a formal event next week. So I've got a lot of a lot of Christmas outfit planning you, you, taking up my mental You can load. wear the same outfit because it's two different events. Or are you one of these people who I gotta not going to do it? Man. You got to switch it. Although I didn't put this one online, so maybe I could wear this one again. Exactly. So what I did was I have these, well, let's just be honest. They're basically hammer pants. On hammer brand, pants on that, for, that, for hammer time. That I'm this wearing is, right yes. now. And they are just giant, sparkly, velvet looking pajama pants but that's this is in style right now guys you know like, so don't don't turn your nose up at this you know what can't touch this i gonna say <laughs> it really are hammer pants and they have an elastic waistband they're very comfortable they're a little bit formal looking because they look like velvet put those on with some heels okay look at mm-hmm. me and my husband was like you're gonna regret that he was correct i knew he was correct i did it anyway because i'm trying to be festive and then i put on a tank top with the hammer pants, but it did not reach the hammer pants because there's so oh, very yeah. much acreage in there. And you know what I decided? I was like, that's cute. I'm gonna wear it like that. Intentional. That's what I did. That's right. And I put a blazer over it and I had a little peekaboo. And you know what? I gotta say, ahead of her time, Rachel Green on the sitcom Friends. Oh, yes. When she was pregnant. Now, I'm no Jen Aniston in her prime, but she wore belly shirts. Oh, she did. She was just showing it off when she she was very pregnant on that show. And I thought, yeah, this is my Rachel Green outfit for Christmas 2022. You turned a tank top into a crop top. (laughs) It did. Just a little. I said, you know, Steve, if we get to the belly button, just let me know. I'm going to pull it down. But, But I got a lot of compliments on it. I think it was a hit. Did you feel eyes going in here? Was it like... Oh, it was very... I was I was a spectacle. I was a spectacle. You can't help, but it's a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful thing. I was a cute spectacle. It's, That's how I like to think about it. My, my, my old friend Chris Caldwell used to say, there is nothing more beautiful, he would say, than a, a visibly pregnant woman. He That's says, very it's, sweet. It's, yeah, he would say that. Well, He's and right. I will say that at this event... There were plenty of other pregnant ladies, so there was like a very. This oh. is this is you know these guys mm-hmm. have families. Everybody's building a family. It's like you know everyone's yeah. growing. So there were a lot of pregnant ladies there. A lot of pregnant lady fashion that I can crib off of for the rest of the, the season, <laughs> as I try to put out put together my looks. And I guess your looks. Mm-hmm. And I think the important thing is, I mean, you gotta you gotta pass because of your situation now, and that is comfortability. Yes. Right. Yeah. When you're when, you know, in other cases. It's about the look, and a lot of people I know, family members, shall we say, will suffer through to look good. But in this case for you, considering you are now through well, trimester, were you comfortable? Uh, mostly, but I did suffer the heels, and I did that oh, on purpose. Yeah. I did that to myself, That's, and I knew it was not a yeah. good idea, and I did it anyway. And by the end of the night, I looked like a very drunk pregnant lady because I was barefoot walking to the car like, oh, thank God, right? But, you know, because, like, that's usually mm-hmm. how that happens. You lose your heels at the end of the night because you drank too much. But me, <laughs> I just was too heavy, and that's why I lost my heels at the end of the night. But it was all good. The the, the sidewalk was cold. It felt nice on my feetsies. Walked to the car. Drive home. Everything was fine. Anyway, the gala is coming up this week. I have a real giant caftan-like dress to wear to that one. So a different dress. Yeah. But it is. It's a good look, though. I think. I think. I think it's going to be a hit. Well, put that up on Instagram. I will. I will. Oh, anything else going on with you? No, that's it. that's it. And I hope your your lip heals. Yeah, thank you. That's well, it. as I said, I'm feeling I'm feeling ranty today. One of the reasons I'm feeling ranty is because I took out of an Amazon package this morning 
a cage for my baby because I want a playpen in that office that I can just dump her in, right? Here's some toys and some pretzels. Quote, a cage for my baby. It's a playpen. Yes, okay. I mean, that's what it is, guys. It's not anything crazy. There's no top on it. I or, <laughs> no. I ordered it on Amazon. That would be a real cage, yes. Okay. It's a brand that I trust. Mm-hmm. All the reviews were good. I take it out of the package. It has no mat in it. It's just the, it's just the, like a flimsy bottom with a cage, with the, the thing around it. Mat sold separately. Oh. And I just want to say that that's BS. And if you're going to sell me a cage for my baby, yeah. I want a proper cage yeah. for my baby. With the stuff in it. Yes. So now I got to get the other part. You had, had you gotten from, but you've bought from there before. Yes, and look, what, why didn't any of the reviews tell me that this was a bad idea? Like, this is not, I'm going to write a review. This is not a proper cage for your baby. If you think yeah. you're getting a proper cage, for once you, you can incorrect. answer the Amazon email, can you answer this question? And the answer is no, Matt. No, Matt. Zero, mm-hmm. Matt. Okay. Yeah, not, you know, I mean, I could be living in a place where I have to sweep my dirt floor every day and the baby, you know, the baby was fine. I put her in there anyway. She's a okay. She enjoyed herself. All right. Cold that's my, floor. That's my product complaint. Oh. Now. I have a larger complaint. Yes. Michael Avenatti. Can oh, we talk hey. about Michael Avenatti? I, I'm going rogue. You, you are. You are. I'm this going is rogue. Not, on the, not in the script, but tell me about it. It's not. I just, I just, oh, this annoys me. Got it. Michael Avenatti gets 14-year sentence for stealing millions from clients. Mm-hmm. Let's read up a bit on this. This is the New York Times reporting Michael Avenatti, the brash lawyer, brash lawyer, known for representing the pornographic film actress Stormy Daniels in lawsuits against former President Donald Trump. Oh, is that what he's known for, guys? Yeah, we'll see what he's known for. (laughs) Was sentenced on Monday to 14 years in prison for stealing millions of dollars from his clients and obstructing the Internal Revenue Service's efforts to collect taxes from his coffee business, federal prosecutors said. Mr. Avenatti, who rose to national prominence in 2018 while representing Ms. Daniels, was also ordered to pay nearly $11 million in restitution to the four clients he stole from, including a person who is paraplegic and has mental health issues, and to the IRS, the Justice Department said, in a news release. Yeah. That's a hell of an arc, Michael Avenatti. This is the guy who the media once crowned as, quote, the savior of the republic. Do you remember this? Mm-hmm. Savior of the republic. You know he what? was going to run for president. It's nice you that couldn't... you ask, because I do remember that, Vic. <laughs> We have to constantly remind people. <laughs> and the Free Beacon has done wonderful. You can go and check it out. Yes, actually, the video gonna, of like the highlights. We're going to play some of that of for you. Of the gushing. But I want to start with Anna Navarro on The View, where Michael Avenatti was a guest host. Yes. And this is what she had to say about him. Lately, to me, you're like the Holy Spirit. You are oh. all places oh at all times, right? <laughs> I mean, you, I, I do. I see you all over cable news. I see you. You know, there is a, a, a seat available if you want to be a co-host at The View. You might, you know, there's people here you can pitch. Look at that. So that's just, that's just a, that sets the table. You know, demons are also present in our lives everywhere we go. <laughs> everywhere we go, there are demons present. We have to fend them off. But he know, was, when... he was absolutely ubiquitous. Oh, and absolutely trusted. Mm-hmm. That was the vibe on Michael Avenatti. It was something for like, years. Yeah, and he pulled off a record. I think it was something like ten shows in twenty four hours or something to that effect. Oh, it, it was, was insane. insane. It was yeah. insane yeah. the number yeah. of shows he would do. Here's here's a little bit more from the Free Beacon remix of Avenatti Worship. 
He's Donald Trump's worst nightmare. Michael Avenatti. Joining us once again is Michael Avenatti. Let's bring in Michael Avenatti. Michael Avenatti. Michael Avenatti. Michael Avenatti, thank you very much. He's out there saving the <laughs> Look, country. Don Meacham says he may be the savior of the republic. You are something of a folk hero now. I owe Michael Avenatti an apology. I've been saying enough already, Michael. I've seen you everywhere. What do you have left to say? I was wrong, brother. You have a lot to say. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, that's this yeah. is a two-minute yeah. video that you can find. Like, I'm I'm going to spare yeah. you some of it. It is this it's, is it's sickening. It's trash. And you have to again. And these are people who are, are they reporting on it now? Are they reporting? Oh, this guy has gotten 14 years for you know extortion no, and like fraud they, and everything else. It's like but, they met him at a college party one time. That's it. In <laughs> passing, I don't really have an opinion of him. I don't. And again, these are things they that all are, have selfies with him on their Twitter accounts. Yeah, and they're furiously memory holding it. So. 14 additionally, they're not non-consecutive, so he's already no, they're, serving. they're running with the, the sentence he's already yes, serving. He's already but do you remember, I mean, he was driving around these fancy cars and then, the, you know. Oh, my God. Just... Also, just like <laughs> the idea that anyone's taken by surprise that mm -hmm. this guy was a sleazebag. Like, the, and this is what gets me. It's not that it's not that Michael Avenatti, like people will say, oh, you're so mad at Michael Avenatti and not mad at whoever else I want you to be mad at. I'm mad about Michael Avenatti because the people who tell you mm -hmm. that they are the arbiters of public trust and that you can't be trusted with information because you will spread disinformation mm -hmm. took this guy and made him yeah. the avatar of public trust when his smarmy smile and his silly bald head and his ridiculous suits and the whole thing and his entire career, by the way, leading up to that, yeah. showed that he was not that. And what happened was he said what they wanted to hear. Yeah, that's right. And what they wanted to hear was that he hated Donald Trump and he was going to take Donald Trump down. Yeah, now, he had the goods to take him down. This doesn't mean that Donald Trump is a saint and Michael Avenatti is lovely. No, it, we'll get to that later. <laughs> yes, it means... That perhaps when someone dislikes the guy you dislike, don't immediately throw in with him as a perfect, yeah. innocent figure. Do you, do you remember when he then claimed to have a witness who was going to take down Brett Kavanaugh? No, so that I was... Right? Thank you. Because that's the... Again, Vic, That was like the real jump shark rid, moment. Ridden my mind. And yet, and yet people didn't consider it yeah. the, the shark jumping moment. When he showed up on all the cable news channels again and was like, you know what I got for you this time? I got a lady who says that Brett Kavanaugh was in involved in a slight content warning gang rape yeah. ring in high school or college. I can't remember which one. And I was on TV like, are we really doing this? Mm -hmm. like, there's zero, zero credibility to this accusation. Do you remember her? And Mike, because the, the credibility was... Mm -hmm. Michael Avenatti. Yeah. And the credibility came from the fact that he already said he had the goods to get Donald Trump and that they had already given him this platform and that they had said he was trustworthy. And they were so desperate to take down Brett Kavanaugh. They couldn't take down Trump at the time that they're willing to just take a chance with him. It all hinged on his credibility. Julie Swetnick. Julie Swetnick. That's her name. Who and was, of course, nobody. Who was full of it, just yeah. like everyone else who said and Michael Avenatti was amazing. And admitted to that. I do so. not, do not listen mm -hmm. to these people when they lecture you about disinformation because they are, 
they are employed to produce it at every juncture. He is, you know, he's again your classic sort of why people hate lawyers, you know, because he is the classic type. And he's going after this, remember, then he tried to go against Nike. Yes. And that's, that's when he was way out of his league. And that's what yeah. took him down for the yeah. for the five year sentence. Oh, they, right? they, on the spot, they arrested him there. I mean, and remember? they yeah. and they all are going to pretend that they didn't elevate this guy at every moment. Yeah, they're just like, oh, oh they're not going to oh, mention him at all. Oh, the brash lawyer known for going after Donald Trump. Why was he so known, guys? Yeah. Why was he a household name? Because people were going all to his blog. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's exactly they just how. followed his Twitter account. Yeah. He was. It's I, not because he was on TV yeah. seventeen times a day. That's right. I remember following him carefully back when I was the legal correspondent, as you know, for the 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 now much missed podcast, Right and Writer of the uh, Washington yes, yes. Free Beacon. And an I learned expert you are. I, an expert that I, I I am. I was, and I learned he he was a rising star. He came out of the law firm of Melvany and Myers. And you see them sometimes because they used to have commercials, you know, but he was a big deal. And of course, you know, this sort of, you know, a big time litigator and then went out on his own. And then of course, hit it big with Stormy Daniels. And do you remember how he would send out these missives yeah. on Twitter? And do you remember how he always ended? No. He would always no, end it saying, Basta. Oh gosh, that's right. Who, who, would have, who could have known not to trust this guy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it's like, honestly, it's like, it's, with with apologies to Scaramucci, who's not in jail, but Scaramucci vibes where it's like, oh, total. Oh, yeah. this is, this guy's totally trustworthy. But this is what the media does. If you're saying the things they want to hear, yeah. you are the only honest mm-hmm. man in Washington. Comey, McCabe, whoever it is. Oh, yeah. Michael Cohen, who yeah. served Trump for many, many, for his yeah, entire yeah, career. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as he started turning on Trump, it was like, oh my gosh, what an yeah. amazing truth teller this man Peter is. Peter Strzok. Is another Peter one. Str- <laughs> it's all just based on what you happen to no, be saying in no. the moment. It's not based on whether they're actually trustworthy. But every now and then, justice is served. So justice has been oh. served here, and Avenatti is going to be in jail for a long time. See, he got it in the end. I guess. So to speak. Stop <laughs> Sorry. it. Basta. Basta. Okay. <laughs> now, where were we? Moving on okay. to more disinformation. Okay. This, this is my, that's my noise when I'm. When I'm 35 weeks pregnant. That's my signature. I don't have that excuse. My tagline. Ugh. Yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> my kids know it well. <laughs> so we have more Elon Musk news. He owns Twitter now. You guys know this. The media has been somewhere between hysterical and apoplectic since April over the fact that he's going to own Twitter. Even before the terms of service changed, oh. they were like, oh, my God, we have to leave or we have to stand and fight. We're not really sure which one. This is like Ukraine. We can't give up. Insanity. Democracy is going to die in darkness. Yeah. Whereas it's okay. No, I, no actually, it, they know, want darkness. They want the darkness? Okay. But they want Right. But as I, I, I'm not sure if you wanted to go in this direction, Mary mm-hmm. Catherine, but it is a great contrast with the media's handling of Sam Bankman fried Yes. Let's do that first, and then we'll talk yeah. about the Twitter files. So I wrote in the Daily Beast, and we've done a little bit of this great on the piece. program. I wrote in the Daily Beast about why Sam Bankman fried gets this kid glove treatment which you've seen like every major interview he's done is like wouldn't it be fair to say that you've stolen some money from some yeah. people like it's very circumspect oh, it's very yeah. gentle this is uh stephanopoulos yes. andrew sorkin not yes, to be and- confused with aaron sorkin but it might no. as well be aaron sorkin you no know, same same yeah. yeah but just very light touch and i'm not i don't even object to that kind of 
interview mm-hmm. because I think Stephanopoulos got a lot out of him because he's just a dum oh, dum who wants to without, talk. He is not accompanied by his lawyer. He's not. A, he needs an Avenatti by his side. <laughs> but no, he's not. He's not shutting up. You're getting some good stuff out of him. But I have seen journalists interview people they revile. And they can't cover it up. And it's like, oh, we got to get to the bottom of this. And I'm a truth seeker. Mm -hmm. And I'm, oh, Mm -hmm. my gosh. Mm -hmm. I'm taking you down. This is not that. No. Because Sam, and the the very simple thing that I took, you know, 900 words to say is that Sam Bankman-Fried is in the club because he gave all this money to all the right causes. And Elon Musk is no longer in the club because he is, has turned perceptibly right-ish in some ways. That's it. Forget about. The fact that Elon Musk purchased Twitter with his own money. Yes. This is it's 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 his company. This is what spurred this column. Right. Because the media is madder at Elon Musk for spending his own money than they are at SBF for stealing slash losing slash swindling people mm-hmm. out of thirty two billion dollars, yeah, maybe. That's right. And they're like, mm, what an interesting fall from grace. Right. So if let's... you could go back in time, what, what? would you what would you do differently? What would you do differently, SBM? Maybe not steal mm-hmm. $32 billion? What can we learn from this? Oh, and then Maxine Waters, who's supposed to be the person who's going <laughs> to regulate this industry, mm-hmm. with the help of Sam Bankman-Fried, of course, is like, hey, man, on Twitter. Yes, let on me, Twitter. Let me give you the tone. The tone is, hey, Sam Bankman-Fried, appreciate your transparency on this. We'd love for you to come in and testify in front of us on the 13th. Very chill. Very hey bestie XOXO. Please come and talk to us. And he's like, I don't know if I can figure it all out by the 13th, Maxime, but I'll be there for you. Let me check my calendar. Well, yeah, he, he has to figure out whether he wants to be arrested yeah. when he gets here. Why hasn't he been arrested? That's the thing. That's that's the well, number legal one, he's, expert. Well he's, Vic in the, well, he's in the Bahamas, and I mean, Wait, look, don't we have an extradition agreement? I'll look into that. I believe, Let me tell I, you, I, I believe we actually do. And the amount of pressure that the United States will exert to get him, if they want to, at the moment they're not going to. Well, but this got, will change. This will change of, coming in January. Well, they got a lot of you know J six parading oh. misdemeanors. That yeah, they got to go through that. They got to go through that first. Anyway, yeah, yeah. We, uh, S- SBF, we appreciate that you've been candid in your discussions about what happened at FTX. Your willingness to talk to the public will help the company's customers, investors, and others. To that end, we would welcome your participation in our hearing on the 13th. Is that how they sound when they talk to Elon Musk? We've been over some of the threats yeah. that actual sitting senators no. have made to him no. for tweeting badly. Well, I mean, as you say, the difference is... Sam Bankman Free gave to all the right causes, meaning all the left causes. Yes. Right. And we're talking about journalistic institutions, ESG, effective altruism. He was the embodiment of. And of course, politicians. Maxine Waters is a case in point in all this. You know? So and and yes, he gave to some Republicans too, but he was well, he says trying he, to. He says he, he, says he, did, he did actually. We don't I don't think we have a ton of proof of that yet. <laughs> his his line is that Well, they're he, hoping he did. Well, his line is they. that he gave through dark money sources because and this is this is funny because it kind of like messes with mm. everybody's head. His story is he gave but through other outlets because reporters would lose their minds if they saw him giving to Republicans. <laughs> yeah. Hey, this guy's like a pick your own adventure of it, like it, it's bias confirmation. It's amazing. And and again, so I mean it's a combination of the money he gave, 
and how he presented himself. Yeah. This wunderkind from MIT with the hair, the dirty white T-shirts, the shorts, and the sneakers. They well, let me, let me ate it up. We don't know if they're dirty or not. They look uh, a they little dingy. Look. Yeah. They look. You know, like <laughs> where the the collar has lost all sorts of the tension, so it's just hanging there. And and of course, because of his hair, like how's it to get over I his don't hair? No, that's right. And somehow it's ate, a lot of stretch. Somehow ate three thousand shrimp. Oh yeah. How it's, is that? I don't even know. I mean, obviously not in a Honestly, single I setting, but. All right. Let, let me tell you guys, because I'm a responsible purveyor of news, that that, in fact, was a viral photo and not a real headline. But I nonetheless want to hear about Vic's shrimp <laughs> consumption. So we are going to well, thank discuss you for, thank that. Thank you. For, oh, I'm kind of disappointed. Yeah. I, mean, I, had, still, some, I look, had some deep thoughts on that. Wow. He's still vegan, apparently. So, well, so, a vegetarian, I guess. Oh, no. Well. I don't know. Pescatarian? Somebody, Nevertheless. The point is, somebody was sabotaging him with shrimp, apparently. 3,000. I don't know. Yeah, and, 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 and the I question, mean, what I do detect a pattern here. Yes. Yeah. yeah of yeah. losing track of thousands and millions of things that are allegedly yes. important to Billions you. of dollars and thousands of shrimp. But he's wondering, why does this taste so good? It's the shrimp. <laughs> but the question really is, what kind of shrimp? Are we talking about the jumbo shrimp from the steakhouse? Know. Where you is, know, where is even that story Huge. so I can find it? Hold uh, <laughs> People are talking about it. It's all over Twitter. And let me just say, 3,000 shrimp is possible if they are the small kinds. When I was on the Weekly Standard Cruise, <laughs> hear me out, Mary okay. Catherine. Was on okay, the, this is an important fact this check. Is, I was on a Holland America, a Weekly Standard Cruise. And one day, the menu at night for at the dinner said that the appetizer was shrimp cocktails. And I oh, this is really exciting. I love shrimp cocktail. And you know, the secret is, of course, you could order as many of any of the dishes or entrees as you want. So if you want more, you can get more lobster. It's crazy if you can handle it. Mm -hmm. That's what the whole purpose well, of the cruise is, is. And Vic is there to handle that. I am that. there to test it. So out comes the shrimp cocktail, and it's bay shrimp. Bay shrimp are the size of like your fingernail. They're cold up, and they were in a little cup and kind of a Thousand Island dressing. Oh, yeah, just... That's the shrimp cocktail. Just scoopfuls of that. So at 3,000... Sure. The more important story, yeah, yeah, slightly yeah. more important, is the Twitter files. That's right. Speaking which is of what, Elon Musk. Which is what dropped Friday through journalist Matt Taibbi, who used to be at the Rolling, at Rolling, Rolling Stone. Stone, generally considered a left of center reporter for sure. but <laughs> Not his, anymore. Well, but his thing was that he wouldn't swallow Russiagate. Mm -hmm. And he, as, as I do occasionally, semi-flipped over that story because everyone just pretends it was true they to still this pretend, day. They still pretend it's true. Yes. That's why he when was, it was impeached. When it was in Because they proved it. When it was, in fact, DNC-funded disinformation that right. came partly from foreign mm -hmm. sources, including Russians. And the Fed's offering a million dollars for a corroboration. And the Feds were like, ah, oh, we can cook this up into something. It's really bad, and it's really not true. And so he kind of went, he went out of the tribe on the Russiagate story. So now he's considered like persona non grata with yeah. regular journalists. And he's in the Substack crew with the Glenn Greenwalds and the Barry Weisses right. of the world, which is, by the way, where I feel at home. Yeah. So so he's over there now. Elon Musk leaks to him, or not, I guess it's not really leaking. He, he announced that he's going to give him to it. Yeah. Gave him the internal documents about what happened with the Hunter Biden story mm -hmm. on the eve of the 2020 election. There was what turns out to have been an accurate scoop turned up by the New York Post, courtesy of a mislaid laptop yeah. that belonged to Hunter Biden 
And in his time of various drug and mental health issues, he left it at a repair shop. The repair shop guy turned it over to someone. I it was believe blind, they, by the way. Yes. Who I believe turned it over to, was it was it Rudy who had it? I don't know the, the chain of yeah. chain of possession here. But, but it came to the New York Post. They reported on it on the eve of the election. They had the goods. Yep. The laptop was real. The story was real. You can quibble about how much it matters, but it pointed to, at the very least, not just bad behavior from Hunter Biden in his personal life, which is, mm-hmm. you could argue, is a separate thing, but probably newsworthy. If it were Donald Trump Jr., I think oh, it would be newsworthy. Easily. But to shenanigans with his dad in buying access, in mm-hmm. people certainly plying Hunter with mm-hmm. lots of money and lots of jobs that he wasn't really qualified right. for, and then breaking off, either getting access to the father or possibly breaking off money for the Biden family and for the dad. So we like that's, that's right. what we're trying that's to get right. to the bottom of here. That, that's right. He is the Joe Biden is the supposedly the mysterious, the big guy. Right. Referenced in, the, referenced in emails. In the emails is the big guy. On this laptop. Now, at the time of the story's release, Twitter clamped down harder oh. than it has ever clamped down on yeah. anything before. They would not allow you to Could not share. share the link. They would not allow you to even DM it to people. So you couldn't direct message it to people. Now, this is a tool that I didn't know Twitter had until this revelation. Perhaps it was out there before, but I didn't know. Until the Twitter files dropped through Taibbi's Twitter stream, they have the power to shut down DMs between people, but they usually reserve that power only for child pornography and other Mm -hmm. like actual crimes. Mm -hmm. So they went really far using the tools at their disposal to shut down this story and the communication within the company makes it pretty clear that they were looking for a reason and a policy to attach to this decision, not that the thing actually precipitated and actually fit into the real That's terms right. of service. Because they wanted to. They I mean, they, they wanted it. What can we do in order to stop this from happening a yes. week or two before the election? Yes. And again, it's unclear to me whether what kind of an impact that story would have had on, ultimately in the state that well, Donald Trump lost. But nevertheless. As I said to a Twitter troll or yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be nicer than that Twitter troll I said it makes no difference if it would have changed the election morally speaking a giant social media company in collusion with a campaign yeah. should not be working this hard to shut down a real scoop from a real newspaper by the way what does this mean for the rest of us mm-hmm. tweeting mm-hmm. if this can happen to the New York Post and right. to a story that was true and then comes the reaction to this story being dropped. By the way, you love to hear it. Let me give a shout out to Ro Khanna. I was going to say, the oh. California congressman. Do you have the quote in front of you? I don't, but he was prescient, as, as we should say. Yes. This is from some of the emails. This is Ro Khanna, who is a fairly liberal yeah. representative. He he reaches out to sort of the, the head of censorship, <laughs> the head of content moderation, yeah. who's making these decisions, and says, hey, hope you're well. But this seems a violation of First Amendment principles. If there is a hack of classified information or other information that could expose a serious war crime and the New York Times was to publish it, I think the New York York Times should have that right. A journalist should not be held accountable for the illegal actions of the source unless they actively aided the hack. So to restrict the distribution of that material, especially regarding a presidential candidate, seems not in the keeping of the principles of New York Times versus Sullivan. I say this as a total Biden partisan and convinced he didn't do anything wrong. But the story now has become more about censorship than relatively innocuous emails, and it's become a bigger deal than it would have been. Thank you, sir. Thank you, thank you, Representative Cotta. 
Again, I don't agree with him on anything, but he's also very game to go on Fox. He goes on Fox News all the time as sort of this token Democrat. And uh, But what he's saying is completely right. And he mentions that particular case of New York Times v. Sullivan. And another case that is, again, as legal correspondent, yeah. that is that is worth mentioning that Vivek Ramaswamy mentioned yes. in the journal is Norwood v. Harrison, which is the Supreme Court ruling that states, you know, the government, in order to get around certain legal constrictions, cannot use any institution or pri- in, the, in the private sector or person in the private right. sector to do its bidding. Right. So they can't say, well, we didn't censor them. They censored it. But of course, they're weighing in. I found so fascinating the media scramble to contain the narrative and to regain it. Oh and one of the things, the pushback is, well, it didn't count because he was not in office at the time. Right. 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 And there, it was just a campaign. And so th- what's the big deal? Because, you know, if it was the Trump campaign... Right, it would and, be totally fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure Ali Velshi and all Here, those guys at MSNBC would be totally cool with that. Here's the thing. There is a distinction, right, between, like, if you're the sitting president and you do this and you're the candidate. Mm-hmm. However, journalists who allegedly are supposed to like the First Amendment and free speech, it's not just about the First Amendment. And thank you, Rokana, for having actual principles about this. Not having government suppression explicitly mm-hmm. is the least we can do for free speech. And we are a country that does a lot for free speech traditionally yeah. Yeah. and allows a lot of freewheeling discussion because that gets us a lot of discussion that we want to actually have and that yeah. we would want it to have that we wanted yeah. to have before this election happened. So there's a total cop out. Yeah. From journalists. They're like, oh, what are you complaining about? It's not the government. Well, is it okay for an incoming administration to pave the way for their future attempts right. to censor stories by doing it while they're on the campaign trail? Is it okay that this was a completely imbalanced system of doing right. things? Because as Matt Taibbi points out, this is all done through like chummy, chummy contacts. It's not a regular process. And so the people who have friends over there are the ones who are going to get things censored. Right. And there is not one, I'm not going to cuss. There's not one darn, there's not one darn <laughs> journalist or story about this story that discusses, hey, what is the value of a freewheeling yeah. debate? Like, mm-hmm. what are we losing by censoring every single story and every single journalist is just like, okay, there's probably a few exceptions, but 99% of them, mm-hmm. the reaction is, it's really important to shut down these specific kind of kinds of speech. And I can't speak to you about what the upsides of free speech are. They don't know the upsides. Mm-hmm. They don't think there are upsides. Mm-hmm. There's also journalists. No, there's also no questioning. There's also no questioning of the credibility of any of these people who are telling them, oh, you shouldn't publish that. This is probably a Russian hack. You think about the intel, the list of intelligence experts that yeah. signed on to say. And by the way, those the laptop, guys. Speaking of yeah. speaking of people, yeah, how about the media says is trustworthy. The likes of James Clapper, who literally lied yeah. to Congress. John Brennan. John Brennan literally lied to their own government about what they were doing. Yeah. But they are also avatars of public trust. And this group of Intel officials who, to my mind, trash the Intel community by alleging this is disinformation, when in fact the disinformation, if you'll follow me on this Inception trail, is the idea that this is disinformation. Right. They are the disinformation. <laughs> Brennan and Clapper and those guys, they're the ones who are doing it. And they've never yeah. answered for it. No. The press will continue to say, well, I, the, these guys, are they're trustworthy. They're mm-hmm. not. They're not trustworthy. And <laughs> it makes me angry. Can you tell? 
Can you tell? It's fired um, up today, folks. <laughs> and those people are using cachet gained yeah. from an entire career of government service mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and their connections with the federal government mm-hmm. and the media yeah. to create the notion mm-hmm. that this is di- disinformation, which is once again in itself disinformation. Which, And by the way... It was also made easier because on the Twitter end of things, who was under, who was the deputy general counsel on Twitter? It was James Baker, not the secretary of state, who's very old. Different one. Uh, James Baker, a different James Baker. And uh, prior to working at Twitter, he was working for James Comey and handling the Russia collusion investigation into Trump. Of course. He was urging in these emails, caution is the most important thing. Not, not for the New York Post scoop to go out and for people to nitpick it, which is what should have happened, right? Yeah. Look, you guys are totaling the tank anyway. The entire press corps could have been like, this is nonsense. Let's tell you why it's nonsense. And then they would have been given their disinformation by the intelligence community yeah. and they would have pushed back on it. But there, it actually did become a bigger deal because they censored it. I probably, I'm not sure how much attention I would have paid until that happened. And I was like, what are they doing? This is extraordinary effort Yeah. to do this. And again, the extent to which journalists are like, oh, this seems like no big deal. Y'all are out of your minds. You're out of your minds. It's a very big deal. You know who is cautious? CBS News. It just They just finally came out now two years later, right? Oh, yeah. They just announced. Well, we that sh- laptop was real. We should add that it has been verified by like three or four oh, different yeah. news sources now. It took that long. And is part of a federal investigation mm-hmm. because it's real. One last thing on this story, and again, slight content warning if you got kids in the car. Now the line from the critics is that this story is just about dick pics. Because there's <laughs> nudity on this laptop because Hunter was involved in a lot of unseemly stuff, right? And that what people like me want is that is the constitutional right to share Hunter's D-picks preserved at all costs. Well, first of all, that probably is right. But <laughs> second of all, that's not what this was about. That is the that is the pretense that they're now creating right. for having censored this according to Twitter's terms of services because that conversation shows us that there wasn't really anything because it wasn't hacked, by the yeah. way. There wasn't really anything in the terms of service. So now it's this like revenge porn nudity thing. Yeah. No, that is not what this story is about. Mm-hmm. That's not ever what this story was about. It's ridiculous. I would say one last note on this is the Twitter involvement, the government's involvement with Twitter regarding the Hunter laptop situation is also connected to the government's involvement with Twitter over COVID. And misinformation, disinformation. Yes. And that is more applicable to the case that I mentioned earlier, Norwood v. Harrison. So sometimes I get the mixed up between the laptop story and the COVID yes. story and Twitter and the government because it's we have it. You can't see it here in the studio, but we have all the thumbtacks <laughs> on the corkboard and the strings connecting to it. But we got to figure it out. We got to figure it out. It all comes together in a theme, which is the media would like and the gov- with the collusion of a democratic leaning government would like to tell you mm-hmm. what is trustworthy and what is not. Yeah. And this country desperately needs a reliable narrator, and no one will act like one. And the people who tell you that they know what's disinformation and what is not, but who also told you Michael Avenatti was amazing, and that these 
intelligence officials were to be believed about the Hunter Biden mm-hmm. laptop, they are wrong and they should not be trusted. Yeah. And, you know, and, and the ramifications for this, of course, Mary Catherine, is that the amount of mistrust that a lot of people have now is widespread, right? Mm-hmm. Regarding certain, it's not just limited to, I don't trust the government when it comes to, you know, certain policies and social media and, and COVID. I know people who won't even take the flu shot anymore no. because they're so like, oh, that's it. If the, well, the government all... lied to us, I can't trust them on anything now. The... I did get my flu shot, by the way. So I'm not one of these people. I'm not talking I, like, well, I got know. mine as well. <laughs> uh, I heard it was quite asking on... for a friend. Heard, I'm not doing that. I heard it was quite on target this year. Yeah. And also I'm more at risk because I'm pregnant. So anyway, we won't get our banner today. <laughs> OK. All right. Well, another untrustworthy guy who causes oh. loss of public trust. One Donald Trump, who is, we must say, the only candidate for a Republican nomination for That's right, the only official the one. President That's true. In 2024, he is also fairly considered the front runner at this point. So we have to cop to that. And this guy, who's not yet back on Twitter, but as I said and have said many times, should be allowed back on Twitter. Donald but just a side side note. Donald Trump banned from Twitter to me is like smoking banned in restaurants. Which is, the, which is to say that I don't believe in it from a libertarian perspective, but do I enjoy the side effects? Yes. I like going to a restaurant and not smelling like smoke, even though I think it's people's perfect right to run a restaurant where they have smoking inside the restaurant, and I can just pick and choose the restaurant. Same with Twitter, where it's like, am I kind of enjoying the environment where I don't have to hear him spout off all the time? Sure. I'm with sure. you. By the way, I'm with you 100% about the smoking and non-smoking sections of restaurants. And I remember in college, the Tombs, which is the yeah. Georgetown classic bar restaurant area, he had smoking and non-smoking. If you don't like it, you can go to the non-smoking area. Let me tell you, only the uncool kids went to the non-smoking section, <laughs> right? I don't even smoke. And I'm like, I'm not going down I there. I got to be over I there. Gotta, okay, I got I to gotta adjust that carbon monoxide, man, well, because whew, if there's man, one, If there's one thing that getting hammered- That's where the action is. If there's one thing getting hammered should communicate today, it's that smoking is cool, kids. <laughs> so we're going to get our warning right, banner right. somehow. Okay. Planes too. People for kids won't remember this. The the, the the smoking and non-smoking section of the plane. We went on a, a class trip. I was sixteen, and of course, since we're students, you know, we sat all the way in the back. You know, the yeah. kids with the cheapest seats that brought it, and it, you saw people waiting for that light to go off. You know, so as they the plane light was, it so up. they could just light up for the next this transatlantic I was, trip. I was never in a. I was. Oh. N- I was not old enough to be on a plane with smoking, but I've been many other places that now would be considered insanity. Oh, too, yeah. Like, I was watching Reality Bites like a, a couple years ago, uh-huh. which is a like, oh, mid-90s sure. production. 90s. Yeah, absolutely. And they're smoking in the waiting room of a hospital. <laughs> People did. It's People a whole thing. Anyway. Winona Ryder. We lost, we lost oh, the thread here. Okay. Oh, sorry. President Trump. Charles, Charles C.W. Cook has a great piece about Trump's latest... I mean, shenanigans is too light. light. This is it's really insanity. When Trump promises to be a tyrant, take him at his word. And I'm just going to read a bit from it because it's very good. Mm-hmm. Once again, Donald Trump has proposed dismantling the United States Constitution. Quote, do you throw the presidential, presidential election results of 2020 out and declare the rightful winner? Or do you have a new election? Trump asked on Truth Social Saturday. That's where he is instead of Twitter. Quote, a massive fraud of this type and magnitude allows for the termination of all rules, regulations, and articles, even those found in the Constitution. This is me speaking. No, sir. 
No, sir. It who does not. allows? Who allows it? Donald Trump. Oh, okay. Because he's just a transactional human being who doesn't care. <laughs> the answer to Trump's question is neither, says Charles Cook. The response to his declaration is no, it does not. The conclusion one must draw is that the 45th president of the United States has lost whatever was left of his mind. That Trump probably cannot achieve his stated aims here remains spectacularly beside the point, and this is important. During the closing days of the 2020 election, I wrote repeatedly about the seriousness of Joe Biden's refusal to reject his party's growing demand to pack the United States Supreme Court. Not once did I receive an email from a Trump voter telling me that my alarm was misplaced on the grounds that, in all likelihood, Biden would not have the votes to do it. Back then, and rightly so, the mere fact that Biden was entertaining the idea was deemed instructive. When people tell you what they want to do with power, my correspondents invariably opined, you should believe them. Joe Biden cannot be trusted with power. He goes on to say, obviously, the same is true of Trump here. Yeah, that's right. It's, I feel like this is like sh- his shooting someone in fifth, on Fifth Avenue. He's like, can I get away with this? It's actually going to happen. I thought, well, at least we know what he really wants for Christmas, which is a DeLorean to take everybody back in time <laughs> to 2020. But I don't think I mean, I know he wants to. I know he believes that he was robbed of this election. I believe that I believe that he believes that. But mm-hmm. and and certainly, you know, the 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 changing of election rules in states during covid, during the emergency. Yes. That is something to argue about. No, there were there were there was bad behavior. Yeah. And, and that was not involving the state legislatures. But I don't think most voters want to go back to a retake. And I don't know how that works. I don't know how he plans to pull this off or how he's going to convince people this is what we should do, which is do a redo of 2020. Yeah. That's just not possible. Also, also it's just, please it's just not. riddle me this. How yeah. does one win 2024 while running for 2020? Yeah. That's so, just just on a practical I level. I just ain't going to work. This is not working out for him. Ain't going to work. And as, as so. Cook notes, it does not mean that you have to throw out every single thing he did in office that you liked. You don't have to denigrate those things. It doesn't mean that we have to agree with the left that he was with the with the Mm -hmm. left's election deniers, Mm -hmm. one of whom is now in leadership, who say, yeah, who say that he was an illegitimate president. He was not just as Biden is not now. But we don't have to, like, agree with those things to also say this is real bad. This is very, very bad. And if you want to lose you go with that. That's also, if you thing. win, it could get really hairy. <laughs> Careful what you wish for, I guess. <laughs> all right. I mean, look, I I tried for, I've tried for all these years to calibrate my freaking out about. I mean, I know you guys aren't going to believe me because I've been freaking out about everything today. But just you know, I'm 35 weeks pregnant. I try to calibrate my freaking out about Donald Trump because not every single thing no. is an 11 and the press treats everything like it's an 11. And then that causes a situation where none of us can tell what's important and what's not. Therefore, I try to be careful about the things that I actually am upset about. This one counts. This does. This one counts, guys. It's, it's, not, a, it's not just a warning flare. It's not right. rhetoric that I should take seriously, but not literally. It's just bad. It's just bad, bad, bad. I'm advertising how bad I am. I mean, he's been on a roll having a dinner with, you know, anti-Semite and oh, white nationalists. That too. And then now saying we need to scrap the Constitution. Now he's saying that he didn't say they're putting words in his mouth. But you go back to originally what he it's, said. It's written down. It's written down. That's his problem. It's written down. Is that he can't resist. He can't resist. And I like to ignore it. But this guy, he was president of the United States. This well, is something. It's, it's important. Well, you know, and he, and he is a declared candidate yeah. again. 
Yeah. You can't yeah. ignore it, unfortunately. And a front runner. So. Uh-huh. Okay. Onward. One last thing, because we're running yeah. over. Yeah, yeah. I just briefly <laughs> want to say, speaking of distrust and why I never trust the government to do pretty much anything, mm-hmm. a story out of Oregon. Oh, yeah. This is from Stephen Gutowski, our friend who runs the oh, reload. Sure. The re- Oregonians won't. This is just classic idiocy from the federal government. Oregonians won't be able to legally buy guns after December 8th if their new ballot initiative goes into effect. That's according to the Oregon Department of Justice, which is tasked with defending Measure 114 in court. The DOJ's latest filing related to four cases against the law asks federal judge, federal district judge, a Trump appointee, to de- delay implementation of the permit to purchase and mandatory training requirements. So in order to get a gun, you'd have to have these things. The government itself is asking them to delay this because it could not, it does not, and could not possibly have stood up the requirements and a system for people to meet them yep. by the time this thing is supposed to go into act- action. So they're like, oh, can we get a redo? Like, never mind. You got you to gotta, gotta like hold on. Don't cancel the law, but like just hold on it for do you, a minute. Do you think that this is poorly planned legislation, or do you think this was the whole point? Well, the problem with it being the whole point is the Second Amendment. Which means that you can't actually stop people but from then, buying guns. But, you know, I mean, certain gun control advocates are like, hey, let's see what happens. Yeah, let's see a pause. I mean, it's just going to be a pause, though, because, and this is a great thing about Second Amendment activists, is like, they're being sued by like five different organizations mm-hmm. right now over this. But it just cracks me up that they're like, okay, let's put this thing on the ballot. Obviously, the government approves of this thing. Yeah. Now the government lawyers are like, oh, we can't do that thing that we said we were going to do that was on the ballot that we knew was on the ballot in November. There's no way we can get ready for it. So can you guys just like press pause for us? My prediction, and I think Stephen says this as well, Katowski, that the judge will rule in favor of a pause, not scrapping the law, but just delaying it. And if they don't, my prediction, you want to hear my prediction here? If they don't, if this actually happens, Eastern Oregon will secede to Idaho. There's I, a movement. There honestly, is a movement for East honestly, Oregon. They, they should, wanted to. They should let those areas do that. Be a very interesting looking state. Yeah. Okay. That, there's another county or two in Colorado that want to go to Wyoming. Yeah. Also. Sure. You know, have at it, guys. There are very fine lines in that section of the country, but we'll see what happens. I do want to talk uh, on our next episode about cocaine. I know. Bear. Keep... I've, been, I've been looking into it. The movie yeah. hasn't come out yet, so that's fine. We can, we can keep on we've putting it. We've got time. We can, we can, we can time. hold. We have time. But I do regret not having. I'm looking about forward it. to it. I didn't realize A was real. And I mean, B, I sound like a cocaine. A, a. She does. You should see her, folks. But you know, she sounds like. She's sorry. The movie. I'm, I didn't think it was. I, I I didn't realize it was A was real and B, your neck of the woods. Yes. So we'll yes. get into that. I have both the size and attitude of a cocaine bear today. Terrifying. So that that Terrifying. just counts. The claws are out. That wraps up another edition of Getting Hammered. Remember, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher, and you can follow me on Twitter at Victorina Mattis. I'm at MK Hammer on Substack and what's that other one? Twitter and MK Hammer Time on Instagram. Look, what's important today is that you should trust no one but us. This has been a Nebulous Media Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>